You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events to get free and periodic updates to this program and our other interesting programs. Be sure to enter your email address in the subscribe to WHTT box on the right side of our website, WHTT.org. And now, ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to entitle this Why Christian Zionists Are Slow to Recover from Their Theology. And of course, here at We Hold These Truths, we've been challenging Christian Zionist churches and events since 2002. And so we see this coming out of Christian Zionism is a very slow process. We've talked about this even in our own ranks here at uh, We Hold These Truths that we were under these influences. And so one of the things we'll be, of course, talking about today is the recent massacre at the mosque in Christ Church and trying to put this into context with the uh, Christian Zionists and their influence on American politics and they're being used by American politicians and the um, Israeli lobby. And so here to talk about that is Chuck Carlson, our founder of We Hold These Truths. Chuck? Thank you, Tom. First of all, we are all overwhelmed by Brenton Parent, a name we didn't never heard of before. And we have to ask ourselves, how far should we be following this? Just how involved should we be? What we've learned about Christ church and about the events there, we had a a decision to make, and we announced immediately after the event at Christ Church uh, that we were going to stick to our subject, stick to the thing that we know about and talk about, which is the impact and effect of people we call Christian Zionists on world events like this one. We know, for instance, that our current president has been elected largely as a result of the swing vote of 40 or 50 million people who can be identified as this sub-religion, which we would tend to call a cult, uh, something uh, closer to a lodge or an organization than Christianity is. Nevertheless, we do have these monstrous events, and there is an impact from what Christian Zionists think and do on events like that that took place at Christ Church. Our response to this immediately was written. We wrote the following, Israeli Zionists are coaches for the acts of church-going Christian Zionists. We hold these truths will not take the accessible but the wrong path by joining those who want to blame the standing president and his politics for the massacre at Christ Church Mosque. His are only a few of the many hate acts against Muslims in Islamic states. One that our president did not control occurred the same morning in Gaza on March 15, 2019. We hold these truths. Leaders demand a more logical cause for Islamophobia, and we found it in our evangelical churches long before Donald Trump held any office at all. This is what we stated. Now, I watched one of the videos holding my throat as I did so, and my observation was that this man 
parent didn't learn to kill in that mosque. He certainly was comfortable killing people, and I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that he got his target practice in a place called Gaza. We were also already seeing that the United Nations, even the United Nations, who we have no confidence in at all, has come out and demanded that Israel stop butchering Palestinians in Gaza. However, a lot of our friends are taking this as an opportunity to get rid of Donald Trump. We simply think it's more important that we stick to the subject that we know about, that we've learned about, and that elects people like Donald Trump and try to change them within our churches. So that's going to be our continued direction. We believe that we face a time when it's going to be urgent that we have an influence on our churches and particularly upon the people that believe this doctrine of dispensationalism. Therefore, in the near future, we are going to launch a campaign aimed at the two international Bible study groups. They're called Precept Ministries and Bible Study Fellowship. They have hundreds of thousands of members all over the United States, some of them all over the world, and they teach the doctrine of Christian Zionism or dispensationalism in our evangelical or dispensational churches. Our effort, however, is going to be focused on the growing campaign of these organizations to get into mainline or traditional churches that don't normally teach, believe, or uh, even accept the doctrine of dispensationalism. And we find them in Lutherans and Presbyterian and Methodist and Episcopalian churches, I think even in Catholic churches. So our campaign is going to be to try to influence these churches to be aware of what's going on. I've found by personal experience that some of the churches that have a Bible study fellowship teaching going on in the basement on Saturday night, that the pastors don't even know what's taught there. They've simply thought it was a good idea to have an extra Bible study, and they've allowed a group to come along and borrow the room. And that even goes on in a church that I happen to go to. So it's, it's very, very common in mainline or traditional churches. And people who go to these churches are influenced to the contrary, and so it's a lot easier to influence them not to follow dispensational teaching than it is people who are, have been brought up in the dispensational or evangelical churches. So uh, this is going to be a campaign that we're going to be working on. We're looking for people who can help us to develop a strong internet campaign to reach these people directly through their pastors and through the leaders of the churches. Not too long ago, we had a pastor of a mainline church uh, who we met at a very pro-Palestinian event, and we were surprised to learn from him that he is concerned about his own congregation having the influence uh, within the church of dispensational teaching right in the church. It's a concern and a worry to him. So we're going to be uh, doing that in the future. We'd like to uh, bring forth tonight just an example of an attack that has been levied against a group that has effectively for some time been reaching out 
to churches to teach them about the Palestinian situation, and it, it actively opposes Christian Zionism. It's called Telos Group, and we discovered that a few years ago they were attacked in January of 2017 by a Gatestone Institute, and Gatestone said, Telos Group, the true identity of American pro-Israel, pro-Palestine, pro-peace movement. They went on to say that TELUS Group was outed as an anti-Israel organization, not living up to its pro-Israel, pro-Palestinian, pro-peace self-definition. TELUS does indeed understand Christian Zionism, but they had very subtly gone about teaching it, and they have built a fairly strong organization with a few million dollars, or at least one, of annual budget, which they use to ferry the pastors of evangelical churches to Israel and take it around Palestine and see what life is really like there. They have kept a low profile and not talked about their strong anti-Zionist beliefs, and they chose to do it that way. Gatestone Institute came in and attacked them for what they had been doing. And this is an obvious Zionist group, in this case written by one Noah Summers. Gatestoneinstitute.org is the website. Telos Group was attacked by Gatestone. And then a year later, Telos Group agreed to be interviewed by an organization called Politico. Politico had been trying to get Telos Group is going to give interviews for some time, and the president of Telos stated last summer, after two years of correspondence and off-the-record phone calls, I, I finally persuaded Deathridge to sit for an interview. He feared press exposure would result. Telos was reluctant to be interviewed, even though Politico offered to do a fair job of explaining what they did. This is very common among leaders of non-Zionist organizations who recognize what the dangers of Christian Zionism. They are almost afraid to be interviewed by the media for fear that this will get them in trouble with their own congregations or with their donors or with whoever. So we see these kind of problems in the future. We believe that we're also going to have to be prepared for this and that this is eventually going to come. And we're very anxious to have help to carry out our agenda, which is to reach the mainline church leaders and to explain to them that they need to actively talk about Christian Zionism in their churches and not simply ignore it and pretend that it isn't there. So we've had a number of calls and letters about our position and about other issues. Craig? Yeah, the response that we got, Chuck, to your article, Christ Church Massacre, Devout Christians and Israeli Zionists are Responsible. Well, just first read is, wow, come on, how could Christian Zionists be responsible for what's going on in New Zealand? One of the comments that a reader wrote in I thought was really good. He said to you, Chuck, thanks for your article. I think perhaps that massacres like Christchurch come because someone is, quote, heating the soup, end quote. Racism and racist-based theology are soups. These are underlying ideologies which we all hold and express 
and eat from to a certain degree. These ideologies are stoked, heated when our leaders heat the soup, fail to set a moral tone. If leadership at the top slugs away or tweets away without a moral compass or respect for the other and for truth, the soup is heated. Anything goes and, quote, we are given permission. That's, I think, is what we're trying to show people is that the Christian Zionism supports the takeover of the Palestinian land by the Israelis and heating the soup against Muslims. And so whether they're Muslims in uh, New Zealand, Australia, United States, or Syria or Palestine, there's still attack against them because of this Christian Zionism and the Zionism in general heating the soup. And then when you have Netanyahu coming out and just quoting the reasons why Israel will be a Jewish state forever and always, you know, that is heating the soup. So I tried to look back and see what was the relationship between the United States and Arabs back before 1948. I'm sure the information's out there someplace, but I, I, was, I just could not find it. Anything I looked at, typing that, typing that into a search engine, Arab-Israeli relations before 1948, it kept bringing me back to 1948, 1967, all the stuff since Israel has been formed as a nation. And I couldn't find information about it. But there's no question that when the United States supported Israel becoming a nation and basically running the Palestinians off their land, that heated the soup against the United States, against the Palestinians, against Arabs worldwide. And so that's the kind of thing we're, we're talking about here. And so even though uh, Chuck's article at first glance looks like, some, well, you know, how could this, how could this relate to the shootings in, in New Zealand? And you start to realize that this, this is a global phenomenon that's taking place. And there are many actors and, and players in this whole thing heating, heating the soup, as this one writer uh, commented. It's significant that the letter came from a Lutheran pastor. And Lutherans are a mainline type of organization that are not normally influenced by Christian Zionists. If that would have been a Southern Baptist pastor who got that letter, we, we probably wouldn't have received the letter because uh, they felt that we were picking on them when we talked about how dispensationalists are falling into the trap of supporting Israel. Mm-hmm. But from a mainline pastor, it was not an unnatural thing for him to respond. And that's the reason we're so anxious to spread our, our message with the mainline churches so that we can reach guys like the one who wrote that letter. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I, I didn't realize that. that that's a good check. I had wanted to say that I second and really commend uh, Chuck the approach that we hold these truths has always taken. And what I'm referring to here is we hold these truths plan to reach out to the faithful of some of the mainline churches so that they can hopefully act as a balancing or a counterforce to the pro-war stance of the Christian Zionists. So my point is if we can continue to help to drive home to Christians, regardless of their denomination, the fact that Jesus, their Lord and Savior, taught simply love and peace as his gospel message, and he cared little or nothing about any ethnic doctrines of men, as it were, such as what seems to excite and motivate the groups like Christian Zionists. 
Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcast. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1.